Life as a woman in the 21st century is challenging. We experience social pressures to have a great job, be the best mom, partner, daughter, and maybe for some, depending on your age, caregivers for your parents. That means we have limited time for self-care. But did you know that taking just 20 minutes of me time three to five times a week will actually make you calmer, centered, and more productive in whatever it is that you need to do? One of the best ways I find my inner calm is to do yoga, of course, but also to learn something new and exciting, to get my mindset away from that monumental to-do list. Life is so serious so much of the time, so it's important to lighten up and take a break from it all. In this podcast, we will be discussing topics that I find fascinating and that help me get into a positive present moment headspace. Appropriately titled Yoga, the Moon, and Me, we will be discussing yoga, of course, but also spirituality, travel, the moon, her energy and her phases, and, well, life. You can find a new podcast here each week, sometimes just me, and sometimes I'll have a partner in crime. I don't take myself too seriously, and I believe that most problems can be solved by a conversation and 60 good minutes on a yoga mat. So from my sacred space to yours, welcome to the Yoga, the Moon, and Me podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Green River Yoga Company. Once upon a time, we were a brick and mortar studio, but now you can find the studio here online. That means you can practice with us anywhere, anytime, no matter where you are in the world. You can even take us on holidays. If you are interested in joining our virtual yoga community, check out the GRYC membership for live and on-demand yoga classes, meditation, higher learning, community, and so much more. Go from struggling to find balance in your life to belonging to a supportive yoga community and having a regular yoga practice that you can be proud of with just a few short clicks. To learn more or to get started, go to www.greenriveryogacompany.com. Hi everybody, Melanie here. Today we're talking about change. Have you noticed lately that people are identifying as change makers or change agents? We used to put our job titles under our names when we were signing a letter or uh, at the bottom of our email, but that seems to be shifting. Are we a generation of more open-mindedness? Let's go to the definition. A change agent or agent of change is someone who promotes and enables change to happen within any group or organization. In business, a change agent is an individual who promotes and supports a new way of doing something within the company. To be honest, I think we have to be uh, a change agent or change maker in this very fast paced world that we're living in now. Now more than ever, I think we humans need to be open to the idea of change. Change is a sure thing. There will always be change. How we deal with change is the optional part. So taking a thought from Neil Passrich's book, You Are Awesome, um, I think that 
2023 is asking us to live our lives like an open-ended sentence rather than using the finality of a period. To be happy and thrive in this current world, we need to become the dot 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 at the end of the sentence, open-ended, more to come, not closing ourselves off to any great thought or opportunity that might come your way. So how do you feel about change? Close your eyes for a moment and think of a time that you experienced a big life change. Maybe it was a change in school or a move to a different town. Maybe you moved to a new apartment or got a different job. Maybe you ended a relationship or started a new one. Maybe you walked away from a safe and secure career to follow your dream. Just take a moment and revisit that experience in your mind's eye. How did you feel going into that change? What emotions arose for you? Was it excitement or was it fear or maybe a little bit of both? Looking at these situations with the benefit of hindsight, you can likely see that the change was for the best, no matter how uncomfortable it may have felt at the time. You closed one door and sure enough, another and likely better one opened up for you. So why do so many of us humans resist change? It's the fear of the unknown, isn't it? That makes change so scary. What's the saying? It's the devil that you know. How many people do you know that stay in a job that they don't really love or in a relationship that no longer brings them joy because they aren't quite sure what the other side would look like? Well, I think that we've all done it at some point in our lives. And then we look back after we muster up the courage to make the change and say, I don't know why I waited so long to leave the job or move from the house or exit the toxic relationship. I'm so happy now. Whenever I'm doing a deep dive on topic, I love to head over to the dictionary to get the OG meaning. So here we go. Change. As a verb, to make different in some particular way to become different, to undergo transformation, transition, or substitution. As a noun, it is the act or instance of making or becoming different. And then, of course, there is wisdom regarding change from almost every visionary. Albert Einstein said, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Heraclitus said, there is nothing permanent except change. And a little more recently, Barack Obama said, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. So change is inevitable. Change means that you are growing and evolving. And there are very few things few things in this world that ever just stay the same. Look at nature and the seasons that bring about change. Think of most of the life cycles, birth, life, death, rebirth. Change is necessary. It is part of this earthly experience. If the thought of change brings up huge feelings of resistance for you, 
then you are fighting against the universal flow of energy. And that can make life difficult and really unsatisfying. Look at this quote from Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. To me, change is kind of like black licorice. Either you love it or you really don't. So let's look at those two teams and how they live their lives. So the first team I have called change junkies. In some aspects of my life, I would say I am a bit of a, well, maybe not a junkie, but definitely a change appassionato. If I have a car for more than two years, then that's really a big deal. I get tired of the same and want something new. Not new, new. I'm not one to keep up with the Joneses and I don't need to have the newest model on the market, but something new and different to me. I get bored easily. It could also be a case of the grass is always greener. I'm not sure. And it's no secret that I haven't, until now, been wildly successful with my love relationships, and I've never been afraid to make a change in my social status if the relationship is no longer filling my cup or bringing me joy. I just think that life is too short not to be really fucking happy. Now, I've actually lived in the same house for going on 23 years, and that doesn't really fit my change profile. But I think I wanted that one piece of consistency for my boys. As a kid, I only ever lived in one house, and my parents actually just sold it, uh, that house about eight years or so ago. And I really appreciated the aspect of consistency and grounding in my life. So I think I've tried to do the same for my boys. After all, it's me that loves change and they might not have had that same relationship to it. So I was always a little bit mindful of that. So back to team one, the change junkie. Um, I would define these people as someone who embraces and leans into change. They tend to live a faith-based life rather than fear. To clarify, not faith as in religion, rather trusting that the universe will provide the best possible outcome for them. These are the people that don't worry so much about what people think and are okay with pivoting or redirecting if life isn't working out the way they want it to. These people listen to their gut instincts and go with what their subconscious or higher self is encouraging them to do. To sum it up, they are going for it the job, the car, the house, the relationship, no amount of fear is going to stop them from getting what they want out of life. Then we have team two. I call them the change resistors. These people love the comfort of the familiar. They love routine and consistency in their lives. For them, these aspects feel like that wonderfully worn in recliner chair. I remember talking to a friend a long time ago and I asked her if she was happy in her marriage and she said, well, he's kind of like my favorite old pair of slippers. It's not exactly exciting, but it's comfortable and I know what I'm getting. So for me, this is a living nightmare, but for her, it was and continues to be good enough. She wasn't willing to risk the comfort of, I know what I'm getting for the passion, excitement, and crazy love that I need out of life. I guess it would be boring if we were all the same. And I'm not saying that I'm right and she's wrong. 
she embraces change in other aspects of her life. But here, after one failed marriage already, she is not willing to change or compromise. When we look at the change resistors, we need to look at their relationship with fear. Fear is a big one. In yoga, we often speak about the balance between faith and fear in one's life. At any given time, you want to be living in faith and more in, more in faith than in fear. I shoot for about a 70-30 or better yet 90-10 ratio. It's always a bit of a sliding scale depending on what might be going on in your life. Those that are resistant to change are very much living in fear rather than faith. The what if thought overwhelms them and paralyzes them to the point where they are willing to remain in not so great situations for fear that the alternative might be even worse. While change junkies get that sense of excitement when they are leaning into a potential change, the thought of change alone will be too much for the change resistor. For some, the fear of change could stem from childhood experiences, familial views, current conditions, and even just the way some people are programmed. According to the Harvard, Harvard Business Review, there are many reasons why people resist change. Here are just a few. Number one, loss of control. If a change is being forced upon you, your sense of self-determination will be the first thing to go. Number two, excess uncertainty. Again, this goes back to that saying, better the devil that you know than the one you don't. Number three, surprise. If people aren't given time to get used to an idea, they will naturally say no rather than yes. Number four, everything is so different. Too many differences can be distracting, confusing, and overwhelming. And number five, past resentments. Sometimes people avoid change rather than scratching an old wound that wasn't fully dealt with. After looking at both sides, I think ideally you want to find somewhere in the middle to live your life. Don't jump at change all the time without consideration, but don't be paralyzed by the thought of it either. Don't take unnecessary risks, but don't stay so stagnant in your life that you aren't allowing for growth. Listen to these words and tell me how they make you feel. Advance. Breakthrough. Giant strides. Inspiration. Leaps and bounds. Those are all words that are inspired by change. If you are living in fear, it will be really difficult to experience any of these. Be brave. If you are being faced with a change, close your eyes and imagine sitting on a park bench on a beautiful sunny day. Imagine that this change comes and sits beside you. Don't run away. Just be there for a moment. Breathe. Now slowly begin to lean into the change. Try it on. Notice how it would feel implementing it into your life. You might visualize the worst case scenarios, but also Take time to visualize the best cases. Notice how the best possible outcome of this change makes you feel. Know that you can only grow and evolve by embracing change. Even if it's something small at first, practice on something small and grow your confidence and your bravery 
one change at a time. So who's right? Who's wrong? And how do we live together? If change scares you and you prefer to live a safe and controlled life, then don't shame others that like to change it up. Don't make them feel like they are less or wrong because their life doesn't look like yours. You might also ask yourself, why do you feel the way you feel? And if you are a change maker, don't look down your nose at those that aren't quite as risky as you and prefer the comfort of routine. If you are a true junkie, you might ask yourself, is every change I jump into healthy and a step to growth and improvement? Or am I just running from something? What if we supported each other, talked to each other about our experiences and feelings? What if we acknowledged that we are all different and that's okay? Best advice? Look for the spot between uncomfortable amounts of change and no change at all. Because as John C. Maxwell put it, change is inevitable. Growth is optional.